Oh, Steve, how's the car? Well, now you can uh, still just about tell it's a Mercedes. <laughs> of course, the tires are flapped. That's probably because of the porcupine quills. And that cougar went in through the sunroof only looks like he's driving. I've got the keys. Let's rock. Thanks, Dad. Can I get a whooping? No Man Presents, live from the nudie bar, the Married with Children podcast. And here are your hosts, Jerry, Justin, and Al. Yes, guys, we're here. It's the Married with Children podcast. It's time to fry some fish. We are here live in the nudie bar, and we are reviewing The Camping Show. Yes, that's a pretty dumbed-down name, but there's a reason for it. I'm here with the guy who was just out back filling Steve's gas tank, Jerry. What's up, Jerry? There was a moose, and I was trying to fill up the gas tank. What were you, What did you fill his tank with? That's weird. Oh, never mind. All right. Well, I have this this uh, tube. <laughs> Why would you have one of those? Okay. <laughs> what else are you with, too? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, guys. It's time for a little camping trip. The roads and the... Oh, God. I have to read this again. The Rhodes and the Bundys head out to the Rhodes cabin in the woods, but the merriment is halted by Kelly's PMS. The men leave for a bit to go out fishing and return to all three women menstruating and hostile. When a bear attacks Steve's Mercedes, Al hilariously attempts to stop him. Okay, so the first thing that we're going to get to on this episode is this odd name of the episode... <laughs> Now, you know, normally they're pretty creative on our season two wrap-up show. We talked about how, um, you know, all these names are, are cleverly crafted. Now, this one is not, and it's kind of uh, a sarcastic entry because this episode was originally titled A Period Piece, but the Fox Network censors thought that women would be offended by the title. Even though the episode was written by two women and the series episodes are never, you know, they don't pop up on the screen like it, you know, the title of the episode never pops up. So the only way way you'd even know this is by reading a TV guide. But still, the censors asked the writers to retitle the episode. So the writers just named it The Camping Show as like, okay, fine, guys, it's The Camping. You know, they just didn't care anymore. They're just done with it. So uh, the TV guide uh, for November 12th through the 18th, 1988, says Fox Delays Married Period Episode by Jeff Kane, Fox Broadcasting Executives, have been wondering what to do with a completed but unaired episode of Married with Children that appears to break new ground on sitcom subject matter. The episode, which was the first to be taped this season, had its air date postponed. <laughs> 
It was entitled A Period Piece and addresses the topic of menstruation. More specifically, it tells how the Bundy and Rhodes families go on a fishing trip together, only to find that Marcy Rhodes, Peggy Bundy, and Peggy's teenage daughter Kelly are all starting their periods simultaneously. Quote, I'm sure the episode will be scheduled later in the season, says Fox spokesman Brad Terrell. Running it as a season premiere, we felt was not necessarily the best thing to do. You had to be responsible to the viewers. Married with Children executive producers Ron Levitt and Michael Moore don't hesitate to opine about what Fox has it, why Fox hasn't run the episode. Says Moy, if your typewriter makes a, cluck, a clucking sound, that will tell you the story. Ads love it, or ads leave it. I love it, but he leaves it. <laughs> they, they're a shade nervous at Fox. It's funny. Gerardo Rivera burns babies in prime time, but we're just saying uh, women. Dude, it, it's it's Geraldo Rivera. Is it Geraldo Rivera? Whatever, <laughs> Geraldo. <laughs> say say it again. I'm sorry. He does what? He burns babies. Yeah, it's funny. Geraldo Rivera burns babies in prime time, and we're just saying women have periods. So I, I thought that was very interesting. That that it, it was more than just like censors are worried about offending. Women on a network that literally has a news reporter. Like, apparently, I tried to find what they were talking about. But the only thing I could find is Rivera was like a news reporter. But I could not find what they were talking about. Like, this article or this whatever he was doing that was talking about burning babies in primetime. He was a talk show guy first. You know, he was like Jerry Springer and Oprah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, he's he's famous for getting his nose broken in... uh, in like 91, I want to say, or 90, because there was like a racist group on his stage. And then they started, uh, you could find the clip easily on YouTube if you type in Geraldo Rivera nose broken. But that's that's what his whole thing. But and then he became a legitimate news guy after that. He, he wanted to have a real career. But yeah, I, I never heard of anything with him burning babies. I don't know. So that, I don't know if maybe there was something in the news where babies got burned or something like that. It, like it's not him burning babies, but him, I guess, reporting on a news story that involved a baby getting burned. Right. It's weird how they would relate the two. Like Michael Moyer would think that somehow. Well, that was uh, Levitt who said that. Okay. Well, he should have left it alone. Yeah. So I, I just thought that was <laughs> interesting that, that as. Many jokes as this show makes on homosexuality, uh, teenage sex, suicide. The the first instance we've seen so far of them drawing the line anywhere was like, you can't have your scenes in premiere come out about women on their periods, nor can you name the show a period piece. Yeah, we could only revolve our show around diabetes to start the season with. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like that's just a weird change. Um right. and I guess we go from blood to sugar. Go figure. Yeah, I get but I guess four episodes in they were like, "All right, we did our first three. You can put your your period piece here, but you'd have to name it something dumb." <laughs> the camping show. Who decided the camping show? I would have rather it called something like almost like making fun of classic shows where it was like the Bundys in the in the roads go camping, right? <laughs> the wilderness, something about the wilderness. Yeah, the Simpsons had a uh, camping episode in season one. A wild, wild Bundy. 
There's gonna be something good with Bear that we can name this because uh, Bears are in Chicago, but not the football team. Yeah. <laughs> so, so okay. Uh, Peg and Al are sitting on the couch to open up this episode, and they're eating what appears to be McDonald's, I guess, but it's not McDonald's. You know, they've already given the name for their burger places. Um, well, one already got shut down, which is Johnny B. Goods. Yeah. Oh, what's uh, the place where they they yell into uh, the, the the clown's head? The clown's yeah, that's head. what I was thinking. I feel like we oh god, we should be good. We should, you know, we complain so much that these people have no continuity, and here we are. We can make these references. Like we should have a spreadsheet, and we should <laughs> write down all the places they eat, all the places they. Eat. Well, this is a this is a good opportunity for us to be like uh, audience who remembers. Yeah, at least it could be interactive that way. Who remembers, guys? Come on, go to our Facebook group page because that's an absolute necessary if you listen to this show. That's very true. It is, but... Yeah, another great meal, Peg. <sighs> you know, honey, you're incredible. You ignore the children, you neglect the house, and still you find time to let the dinner get cold before you serve it. <laughs> How do you do it? It's funny because just two episodes ago, they focused on Peg said, do you know that after we were married, Al would not eat unless his food was warm? Yeah. And still he's battling this. I mean, she doesn't even have to be cooking it and it's still bad. It's still cold. Well, the the intro for this was funny because it was like he was saying nice things to her, but like the Bundy version of nice. And he's like, how do you do it? And Peg's just like, well, Al. I guess I care enough about me not to care about you. (laughs) Well, that is great, but I didn't understand the joke. You know, it's times like these, I'd like to take you upstairs and plug that hole in the roof. (laughs) Is he making a sexual innuendo? Like the roof meaning the top as in her head, more specifically her mouth? Or... Is he saying, I'd actually like to jam you through our ceiling? You know, I did not know if it was like a, when you talk like that, I actually want to do housework. When you talk like that, I want to have sex with you. Or when you talk like that, I want to push you through the ceiling. I literally, I I didn't know. I really don't. Well, you know what we'll do? We'll put a poll up to see which, because I don't think there's any option besides those three options. Uh, Yeah, I don't think there are. So it has to be one of those three options. So I we'll have to put a poll up and see what everyone thinks. Right. Well, it's weird because in, in that scene also, you know, it's not look doesn't look very kept. There's that the wrappers and everything and the boxes everywhere. And Peg says, you know, like, you know, what does she have to do? Everything or something? She throws like a wrapper of one of the burgers or whatever, and she throws it as if that house is a pigsty. And it's funny because it's just like. The whole concept of them being poor. They also try to treat that house like it's dis- – like remember how they asked if the, the termite guy will take a check and he looked around and he goes, no. It's almost like they want us to believe it's a slob, slobbily kept house and stuff. And it's really not. It's not. Yeah, right. Like that thing she threw or, uh, behind the couch would be out of place to me. And it's, it's funny because that's – it's the image and the reality – are amazing because they don't match and yet if anybody thinks of you talk to anybody about the bundies they'll say like a low life type of thing you know and it's really not like that it's funny yeah and it's almost like um because they make a joke later on in the episode about like i and it made me start thinking 
maybe they do make the kids do chores around the house. Right. Because someone's cleaning this house. Yeah, Al virtually does nothing. I mean... Now listen, Peg, my week off starts tonight. So if there's any place you ever wanted to go, get the kids, pack up, and uh, see you in a week. <laughs> Not this year, Al. Every time I leave you alone, you just mess this house up. <laughs> this year, you're going to do all those things that you promised to do when you have the time. Let's see. Consummate marriage. <laughs> nah, that's more of a do-it-yourself job. <laughs> Here we go. Here's the stuff you can do. Paint the house, plant the lawn, caulk the windows, do the laundry, <laughs> fix the toilet, clean the gutters, and if you have time, talk to the children. Both Bud and Nancy? It's Kelly, Al. Whatever. <laughs> Listen, Pig, I don't want to do anything. It's my week off. But, honey, if you don't do these chores, who will? How about Sid and Nancy? He doesn't paint the house. He doesn't plant his lawn. He doesn't caulk his windows. He d surely does not do the laundry. And that was a nice one trying to squeeze that in. There, yeah, right? way to go, Peg. You do nothing around the house and you still try to give him one of your chores on top of the chores he's supposed to do. Yeah, we all know that's Marcy's job. <laughs> yeah. Fix the toilet, which is weird because you would think Al would have a major interest in that. Clean the gutters. He doesn't talk to Bud or Nancy. Yeah. Oh, man, that was funny. And I like how, like, if you didn't get that joke the first time, they give it to you again with the full Sid and Nancy. <laughs> yeah, they, comp they compound it. First, he forgot his daughter's name. He's told his daughter's name. And within 20 seconds, he forgot now his son and daughter's name, in which he gives her. He somehow remembers the mistaken name, though, for his daughter. Yeah. And, so, and if you don't know who Sid and Nancy are. Sid was uh, the lead singer of the Sex Pistols. Uh, Nancy was his girlfriend. Uh, some some stuff went down, and Nancy ended up dead um, with a lot of speculation that Sid did it. So uh, there's a fantastic movie out there called Sid and Nancy that you can watch to kind of get the whole background of it. But you know who the Sex Pistols is because you like even if you don't listen to like early punk or punk at all, you know the song Anarchy in the UK, which is by the Sex Pistols. Yeah. That's my that's my music right there. Me and me and Dweeb listen to punk music. <laughs> Sid and Nancy. Oh Steve, gee, must be my lucky day. <laughs> Why? They raise the minimum wage? <laughs> oh my like, god, that was so good. Can you imagine Al makes minimum <laughs> wage at forty one at at this point? Like, oh my god. Oh listen Al. Remember last week, we were talking about going fishing on your week off? Well, I rented us a cabin on a lake so loaded with fish, they jump on your hook. It's just the way wilderness should be. There are no trespassing signs everywhere. There's 7-Eleven, 10 minutes away. <laughs> what do you think? What do I think? Bing, 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 bing. Ning, 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 ning. Wake up, Peg. If she hears me having a good time, she'll want some too. How long do we have the cabin for? Five whole days. Five days? Oh, man! Now, now listen, Al. 
This cabin cost me $250. Hey, don't apologize to me, Steve. If I'm going for free, I have no right to complain. <laughs> Steve goes ahead and drops $250, which is $50 a day, which is not bad. I mean, Jesus. Could you imagine? Yeah. $50 a day. I really wish some certain person wasn't in Canada right now. Yeah, get the calculator. So, yeah, we would know how much this costs. But I guess we'll have to wait. Well, everything seems to be... Uh, what would we figure out? Three, t- roughly three times as much. So yeah, it was usually that. So that would be seven hundred and that's almost a thousand dollars for a week. Man, could it really be that high? It's all furnished, and there's like stuff in there. I guess I don't know. Yeah, I would like to do that too. I wish I had a friend to hang out with. For real, I need to make some God. friends. I'll just I'll just go there and bring these DVDs. I'm fine. Yeah, there you go. You'll always have the Bundys. Always did, always will. So, uh, hey, somebody told me one time that listening to our show while they're driving to work is like having a friend in the car with them and just talking about Married with Children. So that's that's cool. So we're someone's friend now. Was it Trin? I feel like that's some shit Trin would say. <laughs> no. Uh, I was going to say, did you see Trin posted? He posted uh, that uh, Amazon owes us commission for how many episodes of Married with Children he's bought off them because of our show. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, my God. Doesn't he realize that it's only tw- – oh, don't tell me it's like region problems. No, 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 no. It, he's a he's a truck driver. So he doesn't have like a lot of times to like sit and watch stuff at home. Because he's always on the go, which is why he listens a lot by it. So he a lot of times will just stream an episode like on his phone in like downtime where he's got 20 minutes. So because of that, it's easier for him to just buy an episode off of Amazon. Wow, maybe we should have started doing this show in 2012 when it was still on Netflix. Yeah, way to not think about this, Alex, and or not know me. Yeah, we start exactly on the 30-year mark of when it started. And instead, we could have done like the twenty-five. Yeah, and this guy wouldn't have have wouldn't have to like pay for this. And it's isn't it great? Like, and 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 that's a lesson to you guys who are not going to those extremes. You could most people could just spend twenty-five dollars, and you have number one. Forget about us. You have every single episode of Married with Children for twenty-five dollars for the box set, and then on top of it, you get a companion piece or whatever. Of our show. Like, I I have other shows I I watch, like old shows, and the best times of my life, or sort of, are (laughs) watching the show at night or whatever, and then on the way into work the next day, playing their review. Like, that's great for me. So I I hope that, you know, we're that for someone else. That'd be awesome. Also, this is 1988. Was the banjo rape joke not around in 1988? Like, I know Deliverance came out in, like, 72, 1972. Right. So, today, if someone does that, everyone automatically thinks of rape. Right. They did this, and I was like, why did no one go to rape in their mind? Now, that's just called the banjo duel, right? Yes, but it's now infamous because of that. Oh, that reminds me. So, did you know that there is apparently a a link between Deliverance and uh, Ed O'Neill? Yes, sir. I believe that was Ed O'Neill's film debut in which he was either a cop or a sheriff. He was a deputy. Deputy. And he was— And we do not shoot the deputy. (laughs) 
we did not shoot the deputy because he wasn't wearing a hat. Yeah, but apparently there's some online debate about this, whether it was his actual first movie. Hmm. And I was like, well, didn't y'all just go to like IMDb, go down all the way to yeah. the credits? And <laughs> How hard is that? Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe IMDb doesn't list every single thing because I think that mostly it has to be entered by people in a way. Like people contribute. I don't know who like works there, but. If they have like who was in the dog suit for Buck on IMDb, they should have him being in Deliverance. You would think. Now, let's talk about this cabin, this set. We've been through a lot of sets. I'm going to... Season 3, let's give that a huge pat on the back. Let's talk about this. Season 3 has had a library, a football field. Now it has a cabin. So now we're talking three out of four major, you know, budget funded, yeah, funded sets. So what do you think of this cabin now? Uh, It's a pretty neat cabin. I thought it was hilarious that he was just like, oh, yeah, it doesn't have any rooms. And I'm like, like, that's a common cabin thing. And I'm like, no, most cabins do have a room or two. Weren't there doors right behind him while he was saying that? Yes. And I'm like, well, maybe that's like a bathroom. Uh, Yeah, I was thinking that too. But I was just like, no, I'm pretty sure this is y'all just riding out to not have to film in other rooms. (laughs) Yeah, they don't really, I don't think the camera even really swings a full 360 here. But uh, yeah, it's, I'm totally into it. I think it's a really nice, the, the colors are nice, the the, the way it's furnished is nice. Uh, it's believable to me. Uh, it's obviously lacking a tad when they're looking out the window and you see nothing. Like, I wonder how hard it would have been. Well, you couldn't obviously direct animals, and that would be a whole undertaking. So they couldn't have, like, set up a Mercedes just and parked it by woods and shot that for free with nobody knowing. You well, know? we've never even seen the Mercedes, right? Yeah, you don't want to see it now. You can still tell it's a Mercedes. Yeah. But that's about it. Dear Peg, by the time you read this, there will be nothing you can do about it. (laughs) I was called away on an emergency fishing trip. I'll be away a week. I wouldn't blame you if you took the kids and left me. But if you do, take the dog, too. I guess this is goodbye. Love, Al. (laughs) Al. I thought that was hilarious because, like, we had a whole episode just based off Al not wanting to say I love you. Right. And he wrote it on this letter and then was like, no, and scratched it out. Yeah, you made me say it once and that's it. And that's only because 67% of people wanted me to. Now, he right now I'm looking at the screen and he's reading that note right and right now he's scratching it out. That is so weird. Yeah. You, God, I love watching these in the nudie bar. Now, Alex, say you did have a friend. Mm-hmm. And you and this friend were going to go on a fishing trip, and as far as you know, it was just gonna be you two. And then he shows up with his wife. Oh. How how do you feel about that? Like what like are you still going now that you have to bring your family? Or I guess you have to bring your wife? Yeah. I mean, what else are you gonna do? You got to make the best of it. You got to figure, well, it's not going to be the the weekend I planned on. I mean, bringing the kids is like really extreme. But if you just had to bring Peg, you figure the two of them could be somewhere and you and Steve could be somewhere else. 
But yeah, I don't know, man. I'd still go, but man, that must have been mind blowing. I love when I was like, "Aren't you afraid she'll find out about the trip?" <laughs> like, what? What kind of what kind of what kind of man do you think I am? The right off the bat, you know this is not going to be the weekend Al planned on because as soon as Marcy and Peg walk in, they start taking pictures of each other. I mean, if this was 2017, they would have done a selfie together. Obviously, Marcy took a he comes in and puts down the water and says he's. He's got a hernia, and she snaps a picture at crotch level. Yeah, to to get where you normally get the hernia, and like right above your waist. Like that's oh. crazy. I had a hernia actually when I was uh, when I was born. Supposedly, I was so unhappy to be here that I I cried too much, and I gave myself a hernia. So there's like a scar, like to the the right. And a little lower from my belly button. Oh, dude, show it to Kelly. <laughs> I'm gonna show my appendicitis scar to her. Yeah, tell show her how you woke Marcy up out of her dream with uh... Clark Gable. Yeah. <laughs> Do you still have your own teeth, by the way? Uh, for now. Keep them as long as you can. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh. Marcy wakes Peg up by yelling to her, and she's like, "The greatest answer, like." This that's what I'm saying. Season three is just so amazing. Not only you know an idiot would have just been like, uh, "Marcy, is that you?" Yeah, come on, we're going camping, and then just having Al's reaction, and then closing the scene. This show is so amazing that she says, "Peg, wake up, we're gonna go camping," or whatever she said to her, and then she says, "Be quiet, you'll wake up Al." Yeah. <laughs> So neither one of them wanted to be with each other. And that's just the perfect, you know, it's almost like, well, you can't blame Al anymore because she's just as bad. So in the note, though, it's funny how he calls it an emergency fishing trip. Yeah, I was like, who has an emergency fishing trip? Like, you don't understand. If I don't go fishing, the world will end. Well, the only way it could be, the only way I could buy that, because if the Bundys were starving... We have to go on an emergency fishing trip and get food in this house because the kids are, are passed out somewhere. You know? Yeah. But that's the only way I could see that. I could see like an emergency thing happening where it's like I have to go on this uh, – I have to go on this trip because, you know, Billy just lost his wife or something or got divorced or found out she was cheating and he needs to be cheered up. I got to be here for, for my dude. Now, I, I know you're, you're, you're very conflicted this episode. You really – I guess he used to love Bud, but now he's he's messing with the wrong guy. Well, even Squid love their young. <laughs> uh, if you're if you're gonna try to do the the high five slip out trick on me, come on, you're getting tricked. Yeah, I like how he gets Steve the second time. Yeah, yeah, he got Steve, and then Steve was not having it, and yeah, he trips him right out the door. What a dump. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, honey, uh, let me explain something about fishing rods. When you throw them down, you break them. Then Daddy can't fish. If Daddy can't fish, he's stuck with Mommy. If Daddy's stuck with Mommy, nobody leaves here alive. <laughs> I didn't ask to come, and I didn't ask to be born. <laughs> hey. Well, it's her time of the month, Al. <laughs> What the hell we bring her for then? <laughs> Kelly looks pretty hot with her attitude. Uh, she has her period, which is a good thing because she squeaked through another month. 
Uh, that was so good. Squeak through another month, eh, Kel? <laughs> yeah, that's probably the great... That's the line of the episode, believe it or not, to me. How old do you think Bud is right here? All I could tell you is in season one, April 5th, he was 13. So we could just go by... You know, we do have that weird thing where season one and two were both in 87... Uh, but, and I'm just too lazy to keep on looking for their birthdays and all, but he's 13 there. So he's 15, I'd say right now. When you were 15, did you know that if a woman missed her period, she would, that she's probably pregnant? Absolutely not. See, that was my thing. Like I started finding out about that at like 15 or 16, even though I had already had sex. I didn't, I didn't really know about that. Like... I didn't know that that was a warning sign. I probably found – I think I found out when I was like 16. I don't know when I found and that so out. And so I started thinking about this and I was just, and, and I was just like – there, there's a lot of hints that Bud is a lot smarter than we think. Like go back to last episode when Kelly wants – Kelly's like, he's not very good in English. And he goes, well, Kelly. And she goes, well, what? Yeah. And then knowing this about the period, like it just started making me think. I'm like – Bud's actually kind of smart. Right. I mean, he knows Robin Crusoe. (laughs) Yeah. He's definitely, it's that whole thing where the writing is too smart for him. But I don't know. I think he's such a good actor that he he pulls it off in a way where it's believable that he knows these things. It doesn't seem far-fetched in his delivery. It makes me think that he's smart. He just doesn't really apply himself. But then again, we never, I mean, we have not heard of anything of him being bad at school. No, didn't he get all Bs or something? Yeah, he got like all Bs. Um, So, I mean, it's not like he's bad at school or anything. It's just... It's you. I guess you just automatically assume he's not smart or so, or something because of the the, the family. The, yeah, in? the quote unquote low lifestyle he has. <laughs> I just thought that was interesting. Also, while I was watching this episode, Reese walked in the room, and she pointed out that Marcy's hair looks different. That it's a light brown and it's more styled than normal. Yeah, but she had, I believe, that and even the beginning, like with he thought he could. I think she and she's gonna, dude. Out of everybody here, her and Bud are going to be the most, like, infamous for hair. And they keep changing. Steve never changes. Al, Al's hair eventually gets shorter, believe it or not. Um, Peg's hair really doesn't change. Once she found that whole thing she does, which is, I guess, season two is where it was, like, perfected, she never really deviates. But, yeah, Marcy, oh, my God, the hair evolution. Like, we could – listen, I do enough. Somebody else, go and do a screen cap or something from every season of Marcy or whatever. And then let's, like, have a whole montage. It's, like, amazing. Yeah, I just wanted to bring that up because she thought it was important enough to bring it up to me that I was like, let me bring this up and, and just in case yeah. someone says something. And Al's wearing another plaid shirt, but this time – it's a gray one with uh, <clears throat> different color lines going up and down and, and side to side. And it's weird because the one that he hid his money in in Fatherload and the one he wore during the football game in Poke High is a red one, which seems more Paul Bunyan-like camping type. And yet they went with a totally non 
camping looking type shirt for this so that's kind of weird how they they didn't just play into maybe it. maybe they were just more focused on his green jacket yeah oh maybe yeah it had to go better but i don't know yeah i don't know the guys go fishing and they come back to all three of the women having periods oh no <laughs> what is it al period steve <laughs> three of them All three at once. What do they do? Give it to each other? <laughs> Actually, it's an interesting phenomenon that happens quite often. I read they did a study of a girls' college dormitory, and most of the women wound up menstruating at the same time. It only in the unedited. That's one thing we forgot to talk about. I wanted to really put a big focus on the idea that when Mills Creek got a hold of this show, they released these episodes unedited. Now, believe it or not, when the ones I have from Sony or Columbia Pictures, one of the, t- I think it's the same thing, but those first initial releases of the show on DVD, they were all, believe it or not, edited the same way they were for TV to fit the minute thing. And Mills Creek has them in their complete form. So since, see, I bought them already. Since season three and four is my favorite thing ever. I bought the combo pack of those two seasons again. I double dipped just to get them unedited. So what's what's edited out? Because I've 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 been watching the Mill Creek unedited versions. Yeah. So one of the lines I recognized in this episode that is added that was never there because I've watched this so many times is when Steve gives the explanation of women having their period at the same time. I swear, I really. Don't ever remember hearing that. I like the yeah. setup here where they, when they come back, all the girls look like they're possessed by demons. Yeah, they're twitching and talking or like mumbling something. Yeah, and, and like they have – and Steve gives his period thing, his period speech, and Al goes, what, do they give it to each other? Well, here's the answer to this. Now, I've heard this for over 20 years, I guess. And so this is true. When girls – or women uh, live together in close proximity such as like a a dormitory or whatever they often uh, find that their periods all start around the same time each month and it's likely caused by the pheromones or chemicals that are constantly being released from our bodies now I don't know how that works like and the three of these girls I, they don't hang out that often, I don't think. I hope they weren't like trying to act like them being in that cabin for one day made it happen. I mean, I, I guess they just assume no one would question it, but you're right. It really does not make much sense. Like, because I've heard of the sync up thing before, so I'm not saying that doesn't make sense. It's just, I think y'all have to be around each other for more than a day. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think just like that weird implication that uh, Otto and Erwin recorded themselves with the VCR which was pretty much solidified by saying don't don't forget to take the tape out and it was still in the VCR uh in all in the family i think the same implication is going on here where they're acting like them being in the cabin together got them in sync because let's just say marcy had her period a week ago and peg had it 2 weeks ago they couldn't get it now it couldn't happen that quick that takes months of living together 
to slowly build in together. And I wonder whose period they match to. Who's the dominant period that they all go to? It's just such a weird thing, the human body. When Steve decides that he's going to talk Marcy out of her misery, he says, partners through life, partners through strife. Do you know what the word strife means? Uh, yeah, it's talking um like st- like strife, like going through problems, like... Does it not mean that? I like I always thought it meant like problems. It means uh, angry or bitter disagreement over fundamental issues or conflict. So yeah, but when would you ever say that? In a, in a, it could only. Be... It's something I feel people do not say in normal conversation. It's a word that's specifically used in literature, right? Like because it's something you would read. But you would never actually say it, which makes sense why Steve says it, because obviously Steve is quoting something he probably read. Yeah, no, that's a saying. So, But that's the only time you would ever say it. It's like we need a word to finish this saying that we'd never say otherwise. Yeah. Marcy, let's talk. Fine. Let's talk about 14 months ago when I wanted to see that movie and you were too tired. (laughs) And about the time you wore that gray sweater. I hate that sweater. I hate you, Steve. Everything about you. Every breath you take, every move you make. You, sir, stink. I feel so bloated and so ugly. See how mean he is to me, Peg? Man, that, like, she was on point. Like, Steve tries to go over there and give her passion and understanding, and she brings up shit from 14 months ago. 14 months ago about a movie. Can you imagine if we were that crazy and we found the air date? to this episode and then went back 14 months and try to see what movie that she didn't get to say. <laughs> I now, now I want to do it. <laughs> that would be that even I'd turn us off at that point. Yeah. I'd be like, you know what guys, I think I'm done. Yeah. These guys are crazy. Okay. So, uh, Bud has to say something nice. So he says, Car- uh, Kelly is carrying that extra chin quite nicely and gets, uh, he gets a, a right hand to the bread basket. Now, uh, Peg wants to mate before she kills Al. Uh, Steve's would be, you know, quick and easy, but Peg is like the Black Widow. Uh, That's a spider, obviously, and and they do do that for some reason. I don't know what the reason is, but yeah, Black Widow kills the guy, much like a praying mantis, I guess. I do have to give credit to a a line real quick. Bud Bud gets punch for saying the extra chin line he goes back and he tells his al it was his turn and then i was like i did what custer should have done i used scouts <laughs> and that line is hilarious and if you don't know what that who custer is general custer was a big part of like the C- civil war he was there when robert e lee uh signed that he lost um but most people know custer because of him losing a, a battle to Native Americans where 
he was surrounded and he didn't send scouts out. He had no idea what was coming and just got destroyed. So that's why that line's hilarious. You know why they're doing this to us, don't you, Steve? It's because we were going to have fun. That's why they invented this period thing. Back before men, women didn't have periods. Gee, it would have been nice to have lived then. You know who was a good woman? Veronica. You know, from Archie's comics. Veronica never had a period. That's true. But she still had an attitude problem. You're right, there are no good ones. Yeah, that was the extra line that I never saw... Uh, before in the regular DVDs. That was the other one. Now, Bud wakes up at 6.52 a.m. Actually, the girls do first on day two with this period they have. And Bud is stranded. The guys just left to go fishing without him. I don't know what that says about him, but... So they said, "Let's." Kelly goes, let's pretend Bud's a man and kill him. And the two of the... Peg and Marcy, like, walk right over there. As if they're, okay, let's do it, you know? So Bud's like, man, we're surrounded. And luckily for him, the tension gets broken very quickly because the guys burst through the door. What happened? We were walking through the woods, quiet as you please, when all of a sudden the ground started shaking and something came crashing through a bush. I thought it was you, Peg, but it didn't want my wallet. That would do. That made me laugh. Those those out of nowhere lines, because you're so caught up in what he's trying to tell you, that all of a sudden he just hits you over the head with a great joke, and it's like, okay. It was a bear, a big one, with my name on it. There he is. That's a moose. The bear's over there spraying your tires. Those are my Mercedes. Stop that. Bad, bad bear. What do they want? We have no food. Yeah, they don't want us, bud. Let me talk to your father alone. See how wild animals can sense when women are, uh... Killing their husbands? (laughs) No, Al, when they're cycling. Don't you understand? They want our women. Well, then our women they shall have! You know, they lock themselves in the cab and they look out the window and these animals are now surrounding Steve's Mercedes because that's the only thing they can get to because everybody else is inside. So they're basically dismantling this car. Uh, Moose is filling Steve's gas tank, much like Jerry did earlier before he walked in here. What, you were in the alleyway doing it? We don't talk about those kind of things. That's uh, that's improper. It's left for the intro, right? Yeah. <laughs> Let's leave it there. Wait, was the moose peeing in the gas tank or having sex with the gas tank? In this show, I'd guess sex. Okay. Yeah, why would he want to pee in there? I would imagine it's a... Yeah, and how does he pee in that? Like, how? Like, do moose lift up their... I thought moose was one of those people that just kind of stood there and peed. He must put his top, his front two hoofs on the on the trunk and then lean into it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's, that's very weird. Anyway, so uh, I like how... Steve is trying to explain it without saying blood. <laughs> yeah. He knows it's happening, but he doesn't want to talk about the blood part. That must have been an agreement of Mike Moyer and Ron Levitt. Yeah, maybe. Okay, guys, you could say period, you could say this, you could say that. That's kind of a clever a clever like thing to, to show like we can talk about a woman being on our period or menstruation, but we can't actually talk about the blood. 
We can't describe it in any real way, yeah. Did Kelly bring enough pads and tampons for Marcy and oh. Peg? Because if they didn't expect for this to happen and they just randomly started, what if they hadn't brought enough? That's another subject they can't they can't even touch. Well, that's the thing. I bet they weren't even allowed to talk about that. Yeah. Wow. Plot whole city. Well, it's funny. I gave credit to Ron and Michael Moya, but the, the truth is, it was like I said earlier in the episode. I, I just it just skipped my mind. Sandy Sprung and Marcy Vosberg wrote this, and they're two women, which is why they thought it was ironic that women would get offended. Women wrote this thing, um, and it's funny how women also gave. Uh, PMS is actually not related to having a period. It is a separate, like not every, what I'm saying is not every woman who has a period has PMS, you know. The whole attitude thing and the whole, uh, the way it changes your personality, that does not always happen. Remember, well, there's going to be an episode where Peg says, do you have PMS? And then she says, no, she says, get it. Yeah, you're right. Because it says PMS is a group of symptoms that occur in women typically between ovulation and a period. So you're right. It is not something that happens specifically just because of a period. It can happen when you're ovulating. Right. So, and again, the director is Jerry Cohen. Yeah, uh, exactly. So it's funny that they wrote that. Obviously, that's the joke. I mean, it's not going to be a funny show without it. So they had to go there, and that's cool that they were willing and they're not uptight those two women and they wrote amazing jokes i mean these women studied this show they know what they're doing here because these jokes flow perfectly out of these people's mouth yeah like when they're like uh someone go for help and just kelly without missing a beat goes and chocolate (laughs) love it that was amazing you know it's amazing the one thing they're good for they're not good at I hate the way they won't ask directions when they're lost. And the way they leave the toilet seat up. And the way they ask you to chip in for the motel room. So I've heard. So, uh, like I was saying earlier, and like we said on the last show, uh, we find out that Kelly... Guys always ask her to chip in for the motel room, the no-tell motel. And it's funny that we have that protective quality over Kelly. She could be our girlfriends easily, but at the same time, we sort of she's sort of sisterly to us, but not enough that we're going to worry about that when we're looking at how hot she is. How long do you think she, Kelly would date you for before she, she left you? For the dominoes? Yeah, I don't, I don't even know if I'd get two weeks. She doesn't seem to be a long-term chick i think you just gotta take it while you can get it as long as i can get it yeah and you gotta make the most of it so make sure you see her almost every Hell, night i'm gonna pay for the hotel rooms just to make sure i can get a little bit of extra yeah i'll pay for the whole thing if it comes down to it yeah i mean god it's like ryan reynolds in waiting i'd pay for it <laughs> no i wouldn't yes i would <laughs> yeah i mean it's only two weeks right how much could that be so, I mean, if a cabin is two fifty for five days, a, a motel room in that in those days, I mean, yeah, I could swing it. Shit, I'll go into debt. Well, the cast of Bambi's out there now, <laughs> and in here we have some of the seven dwarfs: Puffy, Crabby, and Horny. So let's go. Kelly is Puffy, Marcy's Crabby, and Peg's Horny. I'm gonna assume. 
Let's hope Al wasn't talking about Kelly when he said horny. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine that? That's weird. So Al just sleeps through Wednesday, and then when he wakes up, he says, well, I think it's time for a nap. <laughs> At this point, you could barely tell it's a Mercedes anymore. A $30,000 car. Oh, Steve, how's the car? Well, now you can uh, still just about tell it's a Mercedes. <laughs> of course, the tires are flat, but that's probably because of the porcupine quills. And that cougar went in through the sunroof only looks like he's driving. <laughs> I've got the keys. So, I guess the laugh's on him. <laughs> $30,000. <laughs> He specifically says it is a $30,000 car. My car is 23000 in 2016 when I bought it brand new. So just thinking about that just makes me go, wow, that was – that's, that's got to be close to like a hundred grand car now. Like because that had to be like 80 to 100 grand nowadays if we go by our three measure right it has to be 80 yeah i'm just like it's crazy come on honey let's do it <laughs> let's go into the bathroom come on no one has to know not even you <laughs> steve give me the keys to your car i'm gonna go for help there are animals all over the car al Maybe I can reason with them. There's a sex point here. <laughs> Al gets out of that sex point to Al. Wow. I just love I, I love that line because she's like, I truly hate you. Let's do it. She's made jokes about having sex with him while he's like unconscious before. But like it always felt like jokes. And this one doesn't feel like a joke. Oh, wait till you see the season, season six opener joke about something like that. Oh, Lord. Yeah, when he's not even conscious. Uh, it, it snowballs into a whole thing, culminating in season seven. So, um, yeah, Al dresses up in the suit of many hooks to resemble the porcupine. He even puts a coat rack on his head to resemble a moose. He has bug spray instead of his socks on a stick, which would still work. But he went with the bug spray. Now, he goes out there to battle these animals, get them off of Steve's Mercedes. I don't think he cares so much about Steve's Mercedes. I think it's more that he needs a ride home. So that's why Al's doing that. Well, he's, he's made it through the mosquitoes. He's hurdling a beaver. Uh, in this episode where it shows the time, it's like day two, 6 a.m. or something. And then literally like right after that, Peg wakes him up and is like, it's seven o'clock. And it's like the writing just left the screen that it was an hour before. No, I think that was the next day. Yeah, that was the next day. I just remember it was one of them where like it shows a time on the screen. And as soon as that like fades off the screen, Peg says a completely different time. Oh, okay. Wow, we missed that one. Well, you got it, but just not the specifics. Yeah, I just... I, um... Yeah, good catch. Uh, so Peg describing Al fighting these animals i mean we could play this clip like much like we always do anyway but it's just as good as watching because you can't see anything anyway so yeah he hurtled the beaver <laughs> yeah here you go go al go oops a wolf i can't watch i have to clean oh no you really should see this mars 
The wolf is closing in. Al ducks behind a tree. He is now stuck to the tree by his mighty quills. Whoa, look at him shake. Oh, he's in trouble. He is now lowering his head in an aggressive manner. So is the moose. Oh, no. A trap door. Food. I found food. So uh, while Al's, you know, knee deep in wildlife, they find food in the cabin. It was just hidden in the floor or something. And uh, they start pigging out because they have no food there for some reason. Like, that's weird. Oh, they were going to eat the fish, they I guess, They eat the fish, right? and they said they had a 7-Eleven 10 minutes away. Yeah, so they weren't all that worried about it until their car was dismantled. So they uh, they find food. They leave Al out there. He's now banging to get in. He's not winning this thing. And he wants to come in, but nobody cares. They're more concerned with eating. Al is at the window, and he throws his can of bug spray. He lowers his mighty horns and runs away. And we see a bear come by, a bear running on its back legs. Like, it's clearly a, a guy in a bear suit. Like, they didn't even try... To make it look real, they had already blown all their budget, <laughs> and they just had the bear run by, and I'm, I am dying. I am like, like I like, because at this point I was sitting there going, what kind of cabin has a trap door that just has fresh food in it? Like it's a second pantry. Yeah, it didn't expire. Yeah, and, and if there is food down there, why are you just eating? Like I'm pretty sure I saw at least a loaf of bread, and a loaf of bread is not something that's gonna last long. No. Like maybe that's maybe it's part of the 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 thing, and they forgot, and like maybe Steve forgot, or did, like when they're like, yeah, it's two hundred fifty, but there's a secret trap door with a bunch of food in case of emergencies. Uh. Like, and Steve just forgot, and then Marcy finds it because as she's flipping out, she has to start cleaning, and somehow after moving the table, finds the trap door, and like so this whole time I'm sitting there like. Wait a second. But then the bear runs by and I forget it completely. <laughs> That's how it works. Yeah, that is that is the greatest way to to throw you off of when you're about to be like, this doesn't make, oh, guy in a bear suit. Yeah, and uh, the moose that was sitting in the driver's seat of Steve's car only thinks he's driving, but <laughs> Steve has the key. He has the keys. That's amazing. That was the, probably the, the second best line uh, of this episode. <laughs> It's time for no man to take a little break in the Jiggly Room. I'm the DJ, and I'm gonna play a little bit of music that was on this week's episode of Marry with Children.
So at the end of the the carnage, Al is in a bandage on his head, his arms in a sling. He lost a piece of his ear, which would be cool if for the rest of the series he had a missing piece of his ear. Yeah. Now, I didn't know that he was also fighting Mike Tyson out there. That happens sometimes. <laughs> you think it's a bear and then bam, out of nowhere, Mike Tyson. <laughs> yeah. Hey man, check out that Mercedes. I'm a I'ma eat your Mercedes, man. I'ma eat your children. <laughs> oh my god. So the women walk in the door with baskets of flowers. They're off their period. And Kelly goes, if he was going to be such a grouch, why did he come? They're the one whining. We have to go through the periods. And I'm sitting here like, and I'm and I'm just like, I love this. I love this ending because as soon as they're done with a period, they don't feel like they did anything wrong, that they were grouches, that they like they get a full pass. And and, and, and us guys who have to deal with it, which is nowhere near as bad as, as them being on their period. But it's like now because, you know, we're grouchy because of it, because it ruined our for our first four days. Right. You you are mad because we're ruining one day. Yeah, it's weird. It's almost like they have amnesia. <laughs> yeah, and it's one of those, like, because everyone's been on, like, a trip or a vacation or anything where there's that one person who's grouchy or grumpy and, like, ruins the good time. That's called a wife. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> now, Steve sitting there polishing his Mercedes emblem, Al in, like I said, bandage and sling, and, and Bud is sucking his thumb. I mean, was he just raped or something? I know, sucking his thumb, leaning on his dad, <laughs> like, calm down. You got to eat food. You got saved from being killed. The worst you got was one punch. You didn't even have to go fishing the second day. Yeah. Which I don't know if he likes fishing or not. I hate fishing. I did it. I don't even know if I ever got caught a fish. I, I, I remember having this, this stick out there, but I don't think I ever actually pulled a fish in. I only went twice, though. Yeah, fishing, that's something I, I wish I could say I'm into. I don't know. Maybe I'll try one of these days. Nope, it's boring. I have no interest in it whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, you're right. They're, like, there's so – if I I would rather sit on a porch and read a book with a nice cup of sweet tea. I'd rather go out to – I I'm, I don't like going to bars, and I would rather go to a bar. I'd rather bait a crocodile with my manhood. I'd rather jump off the Sears Tower headfirst into a thumbtack before I go fishing. This is some. This is from somewhere, and I don't know where it's from. Later episodes. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Because <laughs> I'm over. Because I don't know if you're going to trick me like you did that one time with the Milwaukee thing. Milwaukee. Uh, and so now, if Alex says certain things, I have to go. Is this from a movie or something? Is he going to trick no. me again? It's my normal intelligence. I have not proven to be stupid on this show yet, except for a couple words that you don't normally read. Menage? M- meringue. No Ma'am will be right back to wrap up this week's review. Be sure to join their Facebook group page for all the podcast news and updates. Just type in www.facebook.com slash groups slash married with children podcast. Be sure to subscribe to them on iTunes and please leave a review telling them what you think of the show. 
To subscribe to their YouTube channel, just go to Channels and search up Married with Children Podcast. You can email them at marriedwchildrenpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for checking out this review. Now the guys are going to give their final thoughts and ratings of this week's episode. Yes, thank you, Jamie. As always, great delivery. Uh, you read it the same way every week. I don't know how you do it. It really is magical. <laughs> it is. She, The cadence and everything is exactly the, so consistent. Okay, guys, how many, how many months ago was the movie you wanted to see but your other half didn't? Out of five, are you giving The Camping Show, Jerry? It was four months ago, Alex. Four months ago. Um, this was hilarious to me. Um, and it really showed how, like, one person in a bad mood can affect a whole trip. But it had everything. It had good punchlines. It had, um, it had, like, physical gags. It had visual humor. It had everything. The only thing, it just, it didn't have anything to me that, like, stood out as historic. Even though talking about periods is pretty historic, as we found out in the back for background information, um, I'm still sticking with four out of five. Uh, this was great. I, I loved everybody in this episode. Yeah. Oh, good. You recovered from your Steve fiasco. Steve uh, paid for it. And if he ever wears that hat again, he'll have another $30,000 $30, car destroyed. I know <laughs> mooses, okay? I give this – I'm not going to even repeat what we said, but four out of five – also, I really like it. Um, even though the Netflix ratings has disappeared, it doesn't make sense anymore because now you just give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down on Netflix. Apparently, there's no more one star means hated it, two means didn't like it, three means liked it, four means really liked it, and five means loved it. That's gone, but it exists on this show, guys. That's still what that star rating means. So try to remember that forever. So four means really like it. I think it's the the whole intro was great. The way Al didn't want Peg to know, the note he wrote, the way she didn't want him to know. It's a great setting. I, it's very memorable that they went to the cabin. You you could say to people, remember when they went to the cabin to go fishing? They'll remember that. The implementing periods. Just think that more. Think of it more about the fact that it's you know 1988. And that's the other thing we forgot to mention. The air date for this is actually, it's the last episode of 1988. It's actually December 11th, 1988. And the next episode is January 8th. So they took a little Christmas break. So we don't we don't have a Christmas episode this season. No, you don't get one until next season. And next season, is, is that the legendary one? Yeah. Oh, I can't wait for that. Yep. So, uh, think about that with the PMS stuff. Uh, everybody did great. Marcy was spot on this episode. The way she stared at Steve and her eyes. Just look at her eyes when she gives it to him after he says, is she okay? And then she does the whole 14 months ago thing and I hate you. I hate everything about you. Just look at her eyes. It's pretty mesmerizing. Because she's so good, and she she thought about how she's going to deliver that and how to come off, and it was just perfect. It's funny, it's ridiculous, the bear chasing, like, that humor is already in here. They slowly crept that in, actually quickly, you know, the grounded stuff sort of disappeared around season two, and then it's, it was just gone by sort of the end with a couple moments, but 
you know, hanging in there, I suppose. But now we have bears running around on two legs and Al confronting them and living. I mean, it's just crazy. But it's still great, and we're we're along for the ride, and we love this type of thing. So, yeah. So uh, the next episode, guys, that we are reviewing is called "A Dump of My Own." Al decides to build a spare bathroom when the upstairs toilet floods one too many times. See, he should have fixed it this week so that next week he wouldn't have had that problem that is you know what it's funny hearing that this episode was supposed to be the season premiere but they moved it to episode four and it has a line about bathrooms and literally the next episode is about a bathroom oh wow so that so that means he could have fixed it a month ago and then he wouldn't have had see just think i would rather build a new bathroom instead of just fixing the existing one yeah i just think that's good placement like like if you weren't going to put this a season premiere that's a good place to put it. Perfect. Yep.